Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live, and tonight we have the co-star of Lanterns Lane, Ashley Doris. Ashley, thank you for being our guest. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's fun. I mean, Lan Lanterns Lane is really a fun movie to watch, and most of all, it looks like you guys had an absolute blast uh, shooting it. What was the experience like? Well, Lanterns Lane was shot in Sonora, California, which is Northern California. And it was so much fun, but it was so interesting because Sonora doesn't feel like California. It feels like somewhere in the Midwest or somewhere where there would be like a haunting because yeah. there's like a farm uh, property out there. There's deer. Um, we shot from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m for about a month a month so, wow yeah so it's funny because when i first signed on to do the movie i didn't know we were doing overnights so <laughs> the lead brooke butler who plays layla um she actually told me when we were eating dinner one night she's like yeah we're doing overnights and i was like huh and i, I was what and she's like yeah overnights and she thought it was hilarious she's like yeah um we're gonna be tired and we were tired for about two days, and then your body kind of gets used to it. You get used to seeing the sunrise, um, and that's just normal. Yeah. So yeah. we had a ton of fun. Um, we were just tired for a little bit. Now, uh, Justin LaRue wrote and directed this. Uh, how did the auditioning go? Uh, did he have to call you back several times before he decided to pick you as his missy? Well, it was interesting because I think they were initially casting maybe right around the time COVID hit. So if you remember March 2020, lockdown. Everything, yeah. Lockdown, everything hit the fan. I think they were initially casting around then, but then they had to stop. So they started up the process. I remember, I think I sent out uh, a self tape, which for people who don't know is when you literally tape yourself you can use your phone or your camera and you set up your tripod and you have your lights like i have my lights um right here on yeah. this side and this side and i put down one scene two scenes maybe three i don't remember but i didn't hear anything for like months so i just forgot because yeah. as actors we do so many auditions we can't really keep up all the time mm -hmm. because it's just all the time so I got an email saying, hi, Ashley, um, we would love for you to tape again, but this time for the role uh, as Missy, because I initially taped for Layla. Oh. So I think they liked Brooke for Layla, and she was so good as Layla. Like, she supported me so much. So I put in the tape, and I did it very quickly, because I, I know that, like, if they are interested in me, you better move really yeah. quick, you know? So I put down the tape. And I think the next day or maybe two days later, I got the offer. That is so, so cool. Yeah. Now, you know, entertainment is a hard business. What would you say was your biggest break into acting? There are a lot of actors who, you know, want to break into this industry mm -hmm. and are struggling to find their way in it. You have a nice resume under your belt. Uh, you know, what would you say your secret is? Oh, I just love that question so much because I could say a thousand different things. Um, 
first thing that you guys need to do is to really get in class and stay in class. It's so difficult to put yourself out there in front of strangers because when you're in a class, you'll probably be in there with 12 people who you've never met before. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing this and learning this craft as an adult, as opposed to when you're a teenager or a kid, it's very different because we as adults have had the door shut in our face in so many different ways, whether that's relationships or family or just life sucks sometimes mm -hmm. and we have to keep going. We put on this mask every day, little by little. It's like we're building up a wall and we don't want to express ourselves because it's seen as embarrassing to put yourself out there. Yeah. So for people who are adults, any anywhere in your mid-20s or I think I started taking class seriously when I was like 26. Oh. So yeah, just get in class and stay in class and do as much work as you can on lowering the wall. And yeah. I know it's so hard because I'm a natural introvert and I always, I always have been since like elementary school. I was, you know, in dance, you know, ballet and like not talking to anyone because I was so shy, but um, when you're doing this classwork and acting, they're really giving you a tool for life. It's not really just acting. Yeah. So definitely. And also, um, take your ego out of it because since it is so embarrassing, half the time you're like going to be humiliated. It's going to feel that way, but it's not really it doesn't mean that you're doing a bad job. It just means that you're learning and you have to understand that when you're learning um you've got to take a back seat to the work i totally you know? i totally understand what you're saying i mean i have people i went to high school with my own family my own brother when i started doing this he's like damn where, where'd you learn how to talk uh, because i was shy i was always the quiet one i always kept to myself and when and when you're forced to step out of that comfort zone you really learn a lot about yourself you brought up an interesting topic in regards to starting out as a child actor or a teenager. As brutal as this business is, what are your feelings with child teen actors that get into acting and they get on a hit show, they grow up, and then they sort of have the rug pulled out from underneath them and they're struggling to find work? Because that's what this industry is. I mean, just because... Mm -hmm you were a hit in your early mid teens does not mean you're going to have success for life. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, my thoughts on that kind of thing, it must be so difficult because your whole um, self-worth has been crafted around you doing this thing yeah. and putting this thing out there. And I've heard so many stories where kids are supporting their parents mm -hmm. Um, which is so wild to think about um, the pressure that they must be put under, you know, to really have to bring in money for your family. That's that's a lot, you know. Yeah. And then you um, also have the kids that, you know, they don't need to bring in money for the parents, but they want to pay back their parents by like buying their mom or dad a house and, and whatnot. Really sincere, good, honest intentions. Yeah. I mean, definitely save money for yourself make sure that you're going to be okay because uh yeah it's weird this industry i think um as people age and uh maybe they're appropriate for different roles and they're not used to that 
you know, because mm-hmm. um, aging isn't a bad thing. I, no. you know, like Hollywood makes it seem like, oh, well, you're this age. Well, the door's closed. No, another door opens. But are you ready? Are you ready to be the young mom now? Or are you ready to be yeah. the grandma or whatever? Um, yeah, that's that's tough. I would just say it's important for everyone, not only child actors, to be creative in multiple ways. Be able so, to adjust as adjust. life progresses. Yeah. Yeah. And like maybe it's not only acting that could be important to your life. Maybe get into writing, mm. maybe directing. I have so many friends who are, are who are directing now and like producing. And I'm like, wow, they would have never done that if they weren't an actor first. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So yeah. let's get back to Lantern's, Lantern's Lane. Um, when you got the script, okay, and um, I was even surprised watching the film at how Layla's friends, uh, when they take her out to Lantern's Lane, uh, we can call it cruel, the level of uh, playing around. I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but um, what were your initial feelings when you read uh, the amount of pranks that were going to be played on Layla? Um. So when I first read the script, I remember thinking that all of these beats make sense. And I was really impressed um, because at the time I was kind of getting into writing and I was reading books about writing. And I was really impressed. Actually, Justin LaRoe wrote this. Mm -hmm. He wrote the script. So I remember getting on a Zoom after I got the call that I was, you know, going to be Missy. And I was like, you know, I really have to compliment you on the beats that you're taking because I was reading a book called Save the Cat and I was like, wow, this all makes sense. Um, so the pranks that we played on on uh, Layla, I didn't really take it as, I guess I have to think as Missy and mm-hmm. I just don't think Missy wants to really hurt Layla. I think it's, it's like um, Missy's reaching out and saying, hey, I'm here, remember me? I'm your, you know, I'm your childhood friend. Because um, in the Zoom with Justin, he was like, have you ever had a friend who you lost contact with? Do you remember how painful that was? Mm -hmm. And I do. And there's something about being an adult now. I'm not sure I'll ever have that like childhood best friend back, you know, that like buddy that you can call on your landline, you know, back in the day. And like you guys are just sitting there in silence because you're such good friends and like you're probably watching two separate TV shows, but you're just like, yeah, you're you totally know. connected. And you know, the way you described yeah. uh, how Missy played out the pranks on Layla and her justifications, I saw it as deep down, Missy's hurt Yeah, that Layla left and cut off all contact. And, you know, as opposed to uh, Jason, where she was having that conversation when he was having that conversation with Layla, where he was telling her, Hey, you left. And she's like, well, you left as well. But yeah, but I came back. I kept Mm -hmm. coming back. Layla left and never looked back. And I think that really hurt Missy. Uh, Did you and Justin, did you go to Justin with a lot of questions in regards to that? as to how your interactions with Brooke, uh, who played Layla, was going to play out in front of the camera? I didn't ask him questions before. Um, What I did do was I talked a lot with Brooke 
um, because we actually drove up together in the same vehicle. It what? was it's like six hours to Sonora from you know Hollywood area. So we talked back and forth, and she was asking me you know about my personal backstory, what I came up with for Missy, and she was telling me what she came up with. Honestly, Brooke is such a good actress mm -hmm. that. I just trusted her so completely. I didn't really think about, you know, the specifics of, is this hurting Layla? Is this, are these tricks going to hurt? It, it was just a, in the moment back and forth kind of a thing. Did yeah. And then Justin would stop us sometimes and then come over and like whisper something in our ear and it would be a, a, a redirection. And that's how he directs. And I love that because he's not saying do it this way. For sure. He's just saying, what if this happened? What if she said this right now? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like in the moment, yeah. he adjusts. Exactly. Okay, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Did you and Brooke, uh, did you meet when you guys got cast for this movie? Did you guys have a, a chemistry reading to see how you two would play off each other? Well, we had um, a table read. So we both had the role. And what I learned after the table read was that Brooke kind of, it's some people like to act at 100% or 90%. Mm -hmm. She took it and she made it about 30%. So the intensity is 30%. She's just kind of saying the words, you know, to like really hear, hear the script out loud. Mm -hmm. And then on set, she'll come with like these powerhouse moves. Like um, when she ran down the stairs. Oh, I don't want to do that. It's been it's been four months. You can give a little spoiler those away. Okay, so when she she we're in the house lantern at Lantern's Lane and she runs down the stairs and someone gets stabbed or presumably hurt really bad. Um, she was like behind you. It's like to me that's an iconic horror movie moment. Yeah, like that could that could be in any movie and makes sense because it's just so intense. So. As far as like chemistry and like pre-planning certain things, we didn't pre-plan. Like I just reacted off of Brooke and she helped me so much. She really helped me so much. So I couldn't have asked for like a better Layla. I really liked how your character, Missy, as the movie went on, where it started in the bar all the way to the house throughout the progression of the night, how the moments between you and Brooke uh, played out where you slowly started telling her how you felt and how hurt you were uh, There were some really intense emotional scenes and let me tell you my little secret when I'm watching a movie in In regards to the acting if I actually think about that this person is acting then They're not doing something right and when it came to you and Latin's Lanterns Lane that never happened with any of you. Uh, you know, I was yeah. because you become engrossed in the film. If it actually crosses that your mind that these are actors, then there's a something's not clicking right. But the moments between you and Brooke were very, very intense. You think that was because you guys just hit it off so well? I think so. And also, the thing about Brooke is that. She just has like this spiritual presence, you know? So for example, the scene in the bedroom, 
where we went from the bathroom mm -hmm. to the bedroom and I finally look back at her and I'm like, you've been gone for so long. Do you, you know, what's basically what's your problem? And it is an emotional scene. And that wasn't the first take. That was the second take. Uh, before the second take, I can like see it. Like it's like, it's happening right now. It's this bedroom. It's distressed. Uh, the set designers did such a beautiful job. I mean, everything just looked like, you know, a deserted, haunted place that was dark and dingy. And yeah, there was fog. The fog machine was going, <laughs> you know, and the light was coming in from the window so perfectly like it was moonlight. And I was standing there ready to go and we were ready to film. And Brooke just puts her hand on the on my back mm -hmm. like this and i wasn't expecting that and it was just like the the best show of support silent she didn't have to say anything mm -hmm. the best show of support anyone's ever shown me on a set and it was just so supportive in that moment that i couldn't help but get emotional i wasn't planning on that scene going that way wow. you know but it was so powerful. Yeah, like, it was. Yeah. It was. And yeah. people, if you guys haven't watched it, when you watch the movie and you see that scene, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, you said this was filmed in Northern California for a month. Do you know if that was an actual abandoned house, farmhouse, or did people living there have to move out for a month and <laughs> the, the set designers took over? Um, well, I know the set designers really did their thing. I mean, oh, yeah. that spray paint was all over the place. Uh, but I think someone had been living there and then they moved out or something. Like, no one was living there at the time, I believe. But did, did you guys actually stay uh, near the, the location, you know, during the day? We when slept right in that living room. What do you mean? Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you almost had me there. <laughs> no, no, no. We stayed at a place called, I believe it's called the Sonora Inn. And that place is, oh my God, it was rumored to be haunted. So like there's, right, so a rumor of like a woman haunting the place, walking around the hallways. They have a very cute little cat. I think his name was like Vincent or something. Mm-hmm. So I love cats. So that was always a plus. Um, that is it so was, cool. It's so interesting because it really didn't feel like California. It felt like a small town. If you can imagine Main Street, how quaint that is, and yeah. like a small town in America. I'm very, I'm very familiar with uh, Northern California. But uh, okay. let's go with uh, the killer. Now, for me, <laughs> anytime you put on a burlap sack on someone's head <laughs> and cut out eye holes and put some wicked makeup on it's going to be scary and the look of the killer in this movie was uh very scary obviously for you being on set knowing who's behind that mask it wasn't as scary but as you're watching the film back did it kind of freak you out it does i mean what i really appreciate about about lantern slane is like the coloring it's mm -hmm. very dark green blue black and so it kind of takes the burlap sack that I knew was obviously a costume, you know, yeah. and it, it puts it in this light of just eeriness and that the person in that, you know, costume looks about six, five yeah. when you're watching it, they look very tall. Um, 
it ends up being the person is tall who was in the, you know the costume yes, but did. actually throughout the movie a couple different people were in that costume so it wasn't just uh, one person okay that makes yeah. sense depending yeah. on the angle of the shot uh, when you got to the end and guys the end does have a, a big plot twist did you like the way uh justin wrote out the ending on who the killer was i i did i i loved it and when i watched it back with the cast it was like experiencing it for the first time it was just it had kind of like um a snappiness to it at mm -hmm. a certain point um it was like oh my god everything makes sense and like yeah his uh, justin's writing really shone through and he was just so awesome throughout the entire thing um i couldn't help to get excited when layla says no and then yeah boom. yeah that yeah. was like to me and yet another iconic you know a horror movie moment when yeah you know yeah and the person yeah we're not going to go any further because then we're going to reveal spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have a background also you're not just an actress you have modeling <laughs> dancing where do those sit in your heart compared to acting um like the modeling stuff to me Okay, so I'm 5'4", <laughs> so, and I'm from Connecticut. I used to go to Boston and New York for five-minute auditions. I don't know what I was thinking as a model. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, if a job pops up here and there, I'll do it, but I'm not really, I don't really think of myself as, like, a model or anything anymore. I, I spend so much time doing acting and listening to acting podcasts and like shows like this. It's just so informative to know what goes behind movies. Like it's yeah. just something that really excites me way more than standing in front of a camera going like, you know, yeah. it's so much more exciting. And the competition is also fierce as it is in acting as well. Yeah. And I'm just too short. So. <laughs> now you have a, what did I see a TV show that's in, post-production that's coming out you have two projects um, that are in post-production uh two two films so one is called redville and that was so much fun i got to act with some really amazing people on that one i that must be coming out next year it's weird all of this this like you know covid19 time feels like on warp speed yep. i it's so confusing what time, when I We're shot what. We're watching stuff now that was filmed in 2019, 2020. I it's mean, crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, So that one will come out, I think, next year. And I have such an awesome movie coming out, I believe, this spring. It's called Lord of the Streets. Or maybe it's summer. I don't know. But um, Lord of the Streets is uh, about MMA and Tretch from Naughty by Nature is in it. I oh. play his wife. I am, I because I love UFC. I know it looks random for me to like UFC, but <laughs> I watch every Saturday and we've got Anderson Silva in that, Rampage Jackson, Khalil Roundtree. Wow. It's like, ah, uh, it's so cool. So yeah, watch out for that. That for sure. is so cool. Now yeah. also, uh, you seem to be like really, you love your craft. Uh, when it comes to acting, do you want to, you know, in the movie TV business, as your career progresses, do you want to delve deeper behind the camera? Maybe do some writing, directing, producing as well? 
Um, what I am doing right now is writing a novel. So who knows? Anything can happen with, with novels these days. Um, it's a historical romance. And so if anyone's familiar with Bridgerton, mm -hmm. it's along those lines. So I'm, I'm doing that. I'm kind of just really locked in on acting. I do so many workshops, so many auditions, so many self tapes. I listen to podcasts. So I think right now I just, I'm immersed. I'm so immersed. Um, and as you know, almost every actor, I'm sure you have a special spot set up in your house for the self tapes, right? Yeah. We're <laughs> in it right now. <laughs> so this is the opposite wall of where I film. I painted an entire wall gray. Mm -hmm. It's a matte gray. If you actors are listening, um, it is so beneficial to have a full, you know, floor to ceiling wall. So you don't have to worry about wides, mediums, close-ups. You don't have to, because I have a, a blue background, you know, those like, it's like a movable one. Yeah. So with the wall, you don't have to worry about like moving some background around. Um, and we yeah. do have a lot of aspiring actors that watch this. So when you do yourself tape and you're all done, it's all, everything's digital today. Do you do like casting directors? Uh, do you send it to your agent? Do you send it directly to the casting director? I assume you probably send it to your agent, then the agent forwards it to where yeah. it needs to go. That's right. Um, so I would set up my camera on the tripod, two lights, matte gray wall. Um, it doesn't have to be gray, by the way. You guys can use your own discretion. But I use my fancy camera, although you can just use your iPhone. I know that's what everyone has access to anyway. Mm -hmm. So I use my fancy camera. Uh, it has Bluetooth, so I put those files right onto my phone. I edit on my phone. Um, nice. And then I just, I make it smaller so that it doesn't take up like so much room digitally. Mm -hmm. And then I send it off to the agent and then it's That's, done. I mean, there are people out there starving for those small little details that you can't yeah. really find anywhere. You should set something up and teach people. I mean, I think that would be great I if love, you have the time. I love giving, I, are you kidding? I love giving people advice because stuff like that, you're right. No, nobody yeah. tells us. I mean... No one told me I had to figure out my crappy, you know, <laughs> sheets in the back were looking bad. And I was looking like I was in a prison cell with a white wall. And, you know, you have to find out. And I've made so many mistakes. You should see my first self-tapes. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. I mean, now that you've been doing this for a while and you've learned more, what have you found out? How critical are that, that first self-tape for an audition that you do? Is it... If something is off, can it totally ruin your chances for getting a part? Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing for people to know about self-tapes is that they have to see you. Yeah. So not your impression of someone else. And I know that's hard when we get auditions for like nurses and doctors and maybe we don't feel that we're that. So we kind of like try to put something on. Um, yeah. But they want to see you. Like... I got this small role in NCIS Hawaii recently, mm -hmm. or to me, it feels recently. This was like over the summer we <laughs> filmed, <laughs> right? But I I talked to casting. They were so nice. Um, they told me why I booked the job. It's because I went in there and I did the opposite of what it said on the page. Wow. So the page, yeah, the page said, um, and the, the episode's out now, so I can say it. The page 
said, um, there's a tour guide coming off of a trolley in Hawaii. Uh, this way, five minutes for photos and bathroom breaks, everyone, was the line or something. And so she's walking around and then all of a sudden she turns around and whips out her gun. FBI, simple role, simple, small, right? Yeah. But she said, the casting agent said, casting director said, uh, other people were playing, you know, FBI from the beginning, like five minutes, photos and bathroom breaks, like super serious, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I just use my regular personality because that's all I, that's what I have. That's what I have to offer. You know, smile, five minutes, blah, blah, blah. Innocent, right? Yeah. She couldn't be, you know, maybe I'm in danger. Who knows? All of a sudden, boom, FBI. <laughs> right? So she that's, said that. That's what they were going for. Obviously, it was an undercover right. scene and they wanted you to play off as that tour guide. That's it can be as simple as that. Like, be yourself, you know, trust yourself. Yep, absolutely. Ashley, I want to thank you so much uh, for coming on here. That 30 minutes just flew by. Any yeah. final thoughts you want to share with everybody before we go? Well, uh, thank you all so much for watching. I am so excited uh, for you guys to see Lord of the Streets. Watch Lanterns Lane if yep. you haven't seen Lanterns Lane. And I'm sure I'll catch you somewhere soon. You can follow me on Instagram at Miss Ashley Doris. And for those that don't know lanterns lane is available for streaming on hulu and it's also available for rent or purchase on your favorite video on demand platform yeah. i want to thank our guest uh, ashley doris for joining us tonight i want to thank all of our viewers who are tuning in live and those of you who'll be watching this later on thank you on behalf of ashley and myself stay safe and stay walking guys good night